It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Raindrops on the windshield, there's a storm moving in. He's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been And the thunder rolls And the thunder rolls Every light is burning in a house across town She's pacing by on the telephone in her faded flannel gown Asking for a miracle, I'm hoping she's not alright. Praying it's the weather that has kept him out all night. And the thunder rolls. And the thunder rolls. The thunder rolls. And the lightning strikes. Another love goes cold. On a sleepless night As the sun goes on Out of control Deep in her heart The thunder rolls How long can I keep this note going? Within one breath I can keep it going Hey, hey baddies (laughs) <laughs> it's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Part two, part one, five hours. You guys couldn't have gotten through that already, right? So here is part two. Part two Part two is for the, um, let's be honest, it's for the lightweights. It's for the people that can't handle a long pod. It's not for the advanced listener like part one is. You can't handle part one. <laughs> so today this is part two usually uh what it's gonna be i'm gonna that was thunder rolls by garth brooks hey ron i appreciate what you're doing with the podcast you you're a true champion just like me garth brooks i like that <laughs> i love the fact that we're getting so deep in the minutia of this podcast that if we get new listeners they're not gonna know what the hell is going on and i like and i like that and I really like that. Uh, folks, I am on day three of a detox. No, it's not a Teddy, Teddy Mellencamp detox. It is this prolon thing. So I did it to myself. So I have no room to bitch. But I got to say, I feel lightheaded and dizzy. I can't imagine Teddy Mellencamp's 
her all-in program that I talked about in part one. I can't imagine people doing this in themselves week after week. I'm going on less than 500 calories right now, and I want to throw myself off a roof. And I'll tell you what, after this five-day, I'm not, like, going to keep it going, you know? God, could you imagine I'm choosing to do this myself and then also getting text messages from Teddy on top of it? I'd be like, Teddy, please don't text me. I really, please, I don't, do not, uh, do not text me, Teddy. Um, so yeah, that was Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. Do you ever wonder what that song is about? Well, I'm about to tell you. How about, how about them apples? Do you like them apples? <laughs> Sorry. If this is a little goofier today, forgive me. Um... Part one. What an amazing part one. Really, if you guys don't don't you can skip around, but those are great interviews. Those are all great ladies on the podcast today. And within those interviews, you have so many takes on all the pop culture that is out there right now. Uh, So many laughs, so many. I just I, I really can't say enough about all the guests this week. And next week is already shaping up to be very good itself. You guys know at mainly Bravo from. Uh, Bitches Better podcast. I uh, can't wait to have her on again. And then, of course, our old friend Tracy Morrissey is going to be back on uh, covering the first episode of the Kardashians and so much more. Because, by the way, Tracy, Tracy, man, got not didn't get into it, but she was posting that, I guess, Emily Giles, all the story about Teddy Mellencamp in her uh, Instagram stories. And Emily said she didn't tag her properly or something. And then it became this fight about that. And then this Emily girl who, by the way, seems like she has her own issues, Teddy aside. And it, it was it, the back and forth. If you if you follow the Instagram stories, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, we'll talk about that probably next week on the podcast as well. I cannot wait to have her back. I really, truly uh, look up to her. There are certain pop culture people that I just love their take on things. I love the way they look at things. And I, I love the way that it seems like they handle life. And Tracy definitely is one of those people. So, so excited to, uh, to talk to her. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a Thunder Rolls, then I'm going to give you a full recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Part 2, because Part 3, folks, is tonight, and I'm ready to bust a fucking gut again because of Lisa fucking Renna, fucking Skeletor. My God, I am so over it. And do, I don't, you know what? I liked Lisa Renna at one point, too. It's all right not to like her. I don't need to be shamed because I don't like her, but I don't like her. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you that. And if if one of you, if if Lisa Renna came for any of you guys, the listeners, I would I would stand up for you guys as well. And I just dislike and I saw a clip you guys for part 3 and I literally almost jumped jumped off my roof. I was so angry. I almost ran down to Beverly Hills or Encino or wherever she pretends to live and I almost had a dance off with her because I was so angry cuz she literally guys, she prints out text exchanges that Brandy gave her. Like by the way, Brandy, I I Brandy is kind of a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I know I'm grumpy, but come on. It's like, because it crosses over too much into real life. And there's like this sadness there that we all see, I think. And it just is very frustrating because it's like, Brandy, there's got to be better ways. There's got to be better ways to get attention than this. You know what I'm saying, guys? You know what I'm saying. You guys are brilliant yourselves. You pretty bunch of podcast listeners. Guys, too. Um... So I'm ready to get angry. I'm ready to get my heart racing. I've got to take it easy on the old, the poor old ticker. Um, So we'll give you a full one of that. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to tell you, hey, join the Patreon. You're going to get full recaps of Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Potomac, and Below Deck Med. So that's going to be all there on the Patreon for you. And then Friday, we're going to do Selling Sunset Friday. I also got some Patreon things in the work. I'm, I'm doing a review of Paris Hilton. 
I'm going uh, her YouTube documentary, and there was something else. I was gonna do a special, I think, on Teddy or Chris Evans' dick pic. I don't know. Um, I'm for the Patreon subscribers. I, I really am trying to play around. Like, would you guys care if I did like? 20 minute episodes here and there about just like a certain topic that like is right then and there. So I don't have to wait a week to put it on the podcast. Would that be of interest to any podcast listener or Patreon subscribers? So if like when the Chris Evans dick pic thing came out on Saturday, if I did like 20 to 30 minutes talking about that and then just threw it up on Patreon, would that be something people would be interested in? Or it'd be like, Ryan, don't, don't, we don't need you to do 30 minutes on Chris Evans dick pic. Okay. Well, you know, reach out to me about it. Um, so yeah, so go subscribe to the Patreon. I, you know, I know there's so much free content that why would you need more? So if you're enjoying the free content content, if you are an avid listener, uh, I guess also just think of it as, as, as support, which I would appreciate. Um, but you guys have been great. So really whatever you choose to do with anything is, is fine by me. Thanks for allowing me to do this. And thanks for just thank you. So, uh, and also Garth Brooks, I got, Hey, Hey Ryan, I'm a, I'm a proud Patreon subscriber. Ryan, I love I I listen to all of it, Ryan. Sometimes in my hotel room. It'll be after a big show. And I'll go, Garth, I'd like a nice bowl of chicken noodle soup. And I like to listen to So Bad It's Good. I like that. And I turn it up real loud. I really like that. Sometimes I'll turn it up to time and a half speed. So it goes a little like Hey, I'm Ron Bailey. How you doing? Do 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 do. But most of the time, I slow it down, cause I'd like to hear your voice forever. I'm Garth Brooks. Um, I'm not gonna even play the Garth Brooks clip we usually play to make fun of him, cause I really am. I really something is making me laugh thinking about new people listening to this and not even knowing what the hell I'm doing. So, and that's okay. Um. My Garth Brooks sounds a little now. It's like sounds like a deeper Forrest Gump. Like, Jane, you're my girl, Jane, and I was running. <laughs> I need solid food. I think it's obvious at this point. Uh, so Thunder Roads, thun, Thunder Roll. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I swear I haven't drank in days. Um, thunder Rolls is a song by Garth Brooks. Okay, so when I think about it, I think about. Oh, and by the way, guys, it's called The Thunder Rolls. I've been calling it Thunder Rolls. So The Thunder Rolls changes things a bit for me. So The Thunder Rolls, to me, that kind of makes me think of like really good bread by a family named Thunder. Like the last, like I'm Bailey, their last name would be, Th like I'm Ryan Thunder. So it would be The Thunder Rolls. Like the Thunder, you know, the Thunder sourdough bread, the Thunder Rolls, the Thunder hot dog, you know. But then I don't think it's about that, but it's just another way to take the lyrics. But luckily, that's like a trap, and I'm going to sidestep that. Garth is trying to set a trap for me of like, I want you to think it's about this family. But then I know to look deeper, and that's what we're going to do. So you're, you're with a pro. I interpret lyrics. That's what I do for a living. I am currently on unemployment, but whatever. Um, okay, so the lyrics. Okay, let's paint a picture, guys. 3.30 in the morning. Not a soul in sight. So 3.30 in the morning, what I take that to mean is it's 3.30 in the morning. So I don't know if I need to backtrack and explain how time works, but we're on a 24-hour day. So there's a 3.30, there's a.m. and p.m. Now, I don't know if I need to slow this down for anybody, if you need to take notes, 
And what they're saying, it's 3.30 in the morning. That's an a.m. I'm almost willing to bet my life. So that's an a.m. So that means, like, so say you go, you knock off to bed, like, around 11 p.m. You guys, when it hits 12, it doesn't go 12 p.m. It goes 12 a.m. It switches to the a.m.s. So then 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m. So that's where that is. So 3.30 a.m. And why are you like, what, Ryan, why do they call it the morning if it's not sunny out yet? I don't, that's, you'd have to ask a farmer. I don't know. So, um, it goes, not a soul in sight. So this is somebody lost. Or also, this could be in heaven. Not in, not in, they're talking about actual souls. So this could be, like, in lost, they were in purgatory. This could be, like, a form of purgatory. But I think it's a man looking for his way home. He's lost at 3.30 in the morning. And we don't know why. Maybe he overdrank. Maybe, we don't know. We're going to find out. And it says, this city's looking like a ghost town on a moonless summer night. And this is when we realize there's been a zombie apocalypse. There's obviously been a zombie apocalypse. And this poor man is just walking from town to town trying to find another human being, trying to find his family. He has a wife and a kid. He's trying to get back to them because he went out to forage for food. You know, he went out to, to go into one of these ghost towns to load up on pharmaceuticals and food, perishables, things like non-perishables, I'm sorry. And that's, you know, he's a very brave man, you know. And it says, raindrops on the windshield. There's a storm moving in. Rain sh- raindrops on the windshield. That means he's in his, he's in his zombie, zombie mobile. Like he made, he made this like car and it has like, it's like spikes on it and stuff like that. So if any zombies come at him, he can just run the car right into him, you know. It's a very variant is like you know so it's a zombie mobile but there's raindrops on his windshield there's a storm moving in and that's even scarier because he's lost already he's in he's like a zombie apocalypse and it's like damn it now there's rain even though he's hoping his wife back home's put out he like put out the trash cans to collect the rain so they could have like working water because rainwater i hear is some of the cleanest water you guys are going to get it's perfectly ionized you know and it's free so far, I don't know if they, if they can tax that yet. And but also in this in this instance, they you know, it's zombie apocalypse. So I don't even think you have to pay taxes in a zombie apocalypse. So that's that's a positive thing about a zombie apocalypse. Just throwing that out there. And I don't even know if you could make a zombie apocalypse happen. I don't know if we'll vote on that at any point. But, yeah, you know, I'd be down. So there's a storm moving and he's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been. And that's because his wife was like, no, Robert, don't go out there. Please, I you're I know we're all hungry, but we don't we want you alive. You're better to us alive than dead, Robert. You're better to us that way. Why can't you see that? I love you, Robert. She screamed, I love you, Robert. And like her his little girl's like, Daddy Robert, I love Daddy Robert. That's what she calls she like, oh, call me Daddy Robert. It's, it's whatever. It's a different family. And then so then he goes, So he's coming back. He's got all the the food, but now he's lost. He's lost in the rain. And this is when it's crazier. And the thunder rolls, it says, and the thunder rolls. There's actual rolling thunder. And I've always seen thunder where it strikes straight down. This is a kind of thunder that rolls like a circle. It's something that we never could have possibly imagined. And it's happening to this man. It's crazy. And then it says, every light is burning in a house across town. She's pacing by the telephone in her faded flannel gown. And so that's it. Like she put 
every light on, and that's that's dangerous. And he he always said, "Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that," because it'll draw the zombies' attention. They love light. Zombie, like I don't know if you guys know, zombies love light. That's just the deal with zombies. And she, you know, but she's like, "I need Robert to find his way back home," and it's kind of romantic, but it's also scary, you know. And she's pacing by the telephone. And the thing is, telephones don't even really work anymore because of the zombie apocalypse. But it's like one of those old things that just makes her feel good. Like it makes her feel like the old world. And she's in a faded flannel gown because they haven't been able to get new clothes in forever. So they're wearing the same flannel gowns to slumber in. And it's, you know, and that's the thing. You think, oh, zombie apocalypse. I would just run into the fancy sores and get new clothes. But you guys, think about it. If there's a zombie apocalypse... Fashion goes out the window for the most part. It's kind of like COVID a little bit. Like everything just kind of grows out. You're growing hair in weird places. You're not taking care of it, but it's okay, you know. Um, And then it goes asking for a miracle, hoping she's not right, praying it's the weather that kept him out all night. I mean, that's just flat out. She's praying that it's the weather instead of like zombies fucking eating his body. You guys, that's what we're talking about. Life or death. That's why this song is so fucking intense. Garth Brooks is like, a fucking lyricist to die for because this man is bringing zombies to country music. Do you know how brave that is? And then it's a, he's a crossover artist too. So it's like really upping. I just like, like hats off Garth hats fucking off to Garth Brooks. What I'll tell you what, this is one of the first songs that ever really brought zombies to the forefront, like to make us realize zombies are real. They exist. If we don't watch it, we could be in a zombie apocalypse. Um, Praying it's the weather kept in all, all night, and the thunder rolls, and the, and that's when she sees it. The wife sees thunder rolling, and she's like, "Damn it, he's out there in the rain. He's lost, and now there's actual thunder rolling." And she's like, "I've no, I've only seen the straight thunder, and now I'm seeing rolling thunder. That's crazy." And then it goes the thunder rolls, and the lightning strikes, and another love grows cold on a sleepless night, and another love grows cold. That's that means he died. You guys, that means his heart went cold. That means they got him. They got him in the zombie mobile. As a story, that's so sad. Oh my God, that's so sad. This is like crushing, out of control, deep in her heart. The thunder rolls. And what he did there, the thunder rolls that she's seen, he's now putting it in her body. Not like it's a metaphor, you guys. Don't, she doesn't actually have rolling thunder in her body, but it's just like the feeling in her heart and her soul is thunder rolling. So it's in the sky and it's also inside her. You, you guys get poetry, right? That's what this is. And it goes, she's waiting by the window when he pulls into the drive. She rushes out to hold him, thankful he's alive. Okay, so you're like, whoa. Oh, my God. Ryan just told me he's dead, but now he's pulling into the driveway. She rushes out to hold him, thankful he's alive. Okay, so, like, wait, Ryan was wrong? Huh. But on the wind and rain, a strange new perfume blows and the lightning flashes in her eyes and he knows that she knows that he's a fucking zombie. The zombies got him and then he turned into a zombie and that's he, the perfume is the perfume of a zombie. It's like a zombie smell, you guys. It's obvious. It's a zombie smell and the lightning flashes in her eyes and he knows that she knows. He knows that she knows that she knows he's a zombie. That's cr- like he she knows and he knows that she knows. And then it's like the thunder rolls and the lightning strikes. Another love grows cold on a sleepless night. 
And that means that he killed her right there. He ate her. And she turns into a zombie. It is so crushing. Garth Brooks is so brave. He's like, run. When I meet Garth, and I will meet Garth Brooks one day, I'll be like, sir, the thunder rolls made me want to be a better man. Like, it made me want to never get eaten by zombies. You're run. I really appreciate that. You're one of the first people that ever understood what this song really meant. And I like that. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. <laughs> you guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, DM me on Instagram and I'll, I'll, I'll send you the clip. Uh, so that was the Thunder Rolls, Garth Brooks. Damn, that was good, right? Who knew? Who knew? I mean, I guess you guys knew, but if you're new, you, that, I, have, I have a gift. Who knew? Like, that's amazing. Um, you guys also, you know what time it is, right? It's Beverly Hills time. Sense is a little whack And my friends are just as creepy as me I didn't go to boarding schools Preppy girls never looked at me Why should they? I ain't nobody got nothing in my pocket Okay, let's see how fast I can get my heart racing in talking about this disastrous reunion that's still quite entertaining. Um, let's see here. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, episode two of the reunion. Uh, let me get to my notes. How are you guys doing out there? Everybody good? Everybody okay? All right, all right. Um, I wonder what you guys are thinking about the reunion. Are you digging it? Because Real Housewives of New York like trounced this thing. It was so... So fucking good. Um, so I don't think Beverly Hills kind of... It still was really entertaining. Like the season, Beverly Hills season was more entertaining than New York. But overall, New York just had is having a better reunion, I think. So um, we start off, uh, they're, they're on a break. And, uh, you know, somebody's like saying, make it colder. And Dorit's like, can I have a hot tea chai latte? Dorit's like, yeah, hello. And Erica's always like, Erica always like laughs at others. Like Erica hears Dorit and she's like, eh. Erica, Erica always thinks her shit doesn't stink. What's up? Kyle saying something like, oh, you guys are fake ass bitches. And then we get a clip package of uh, Kyle and Denise. You have Denise saying Kyle likes to be the center of attention. You have Kyle saying, Denise, you look like a, Denise looks like a ragamuffin. Um, Kyle saying she could have said worse. Uh, Dorit yelling at Kyle about the glam. Um, Kyle saying about her Barbie glam. Uh, Dorit says to Kyle, I feel you don't blindly defend anyone except Teddy. Denise, leave me alone. Remember that from Kyle? Denise, leave me alone. Denise. You know, for the first part of the season, you had Kyle like crying every episode or almost in tears. And I like when she like, like she always talks when she starts to cry. She's like, stop it. You guys, stop it. This is my new Kyle. Stop it, you guys. Stop picking on Teddy, you guys. I'm Kyle. Stop it, you guys. 
What if I wait? What, would you guys mind if I just did an hour of this? Stopping you guys. Stopping you guys. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, you guys. <laughs> I need, guys, I I need solid food. I'm just going to say it. This is crazy. Um, okay, so this whole thing, um, uh, Denise, and then Denise uh, tell, like, so they're doing all these clips of all the season, and, you know, uh, leave me alone. <laughs> Denise, leave me alone. And Denise, Denise is like, do you ever let people talk? Um Garcelle, why can't you see you're a loser uh, to Teddy? So, Kyle, why do you think everyone... Okay, so, yeah, sorry. Um, it takes me a second sometimes to read my own handwriting because when I type it out, I type it so fast that it's just misspelling everywhere. Like, if aliens sometime, they're going to discover my notes sometime, it'll be like, this this guy doesn't know how to spell. That's what... <laughs> I love that it took aliens. Literally anybody could actually... no. But what it is, guys, is I'm just I'm typing really fast, so that's it's me deciphering my notes, and I typed these a couple of days ago. Um. So Andy goes, Kyle, why do you think everyone was coming at you this season? And uh, she was like, Well, you know, for the first six weeks, I uh, leave me alone, Denise. No, for the first six weeks, I had to do my clothing line, and I was in North Carolina shooting Halloween. You guys, this Halloween... Oh, by the way, I was on Annabelle DeSisto's Adderall and Compliments this week, and I came up with a genius movie poster idea for the new Halloween movie. Emritza, if you're listening to this, we need to make this an image. You know Maritza, my digital content producer, who makes some amazing um, graphics for the, uh, the Instagram. But so what it is, it's like the Halloween thing. And it's it's uh, Kyle's face and Michael Myers. Is that the guy from Halloween? One of the, you know, yeah, Michael Myers. And Michael Myers, of course, is the guy in the scary hockey mask. No, no, no. No, you guys. He's the guy in the, the, the other mask, the William Shatner mask. And and the the um, the catchphrase is wear a mask. You get it? You get it? Because of, of COVID? Like, everybody's saying wear a mask? And Halloween is, a, like, it's about a guy in a mask. So it's like wear a mask. Right? Are you guys, I, I picture you guys all standing up clapping as I say this. No? Okay. Just an idea. Uh, I like it. I like it. I think it's really good, actually. So, whatever. It's all good. Um, so Kyle, so so Kyle's basically saying, well, they didn't like me because I was in and out in six weeks and I was just exhausted all the time when I was filming. I love that they're filming like pretty much dinner. Like there's food there. Their job involves like eating food and drinking at dinner parties. Give me a break, right? Give me a break. Come on. Um, Dorit's saying, well, I have a life too. I mean, we all have lives. We all have lives. Lives. Um, Erica was like, I was drunk at Teddy's thing. Because remember when Teddy had her all-in accountability workshop where she starved people in person? Uh, remember when they were all there and Dorit took like an hour to get like hour late to get like from Glam and then Kyle was kind of pissy about that? Well, I guess Erica Jane was wasted and there was a little bit of a we, – we see, we see a clip 
Uh, we see a clip of that, and you kind of do see Erica Jane was a little drunk. Dorit said she had a full conversation with Teddy about being late, you guys. When I got there, why was I, I wasn't attacked by Teddy because I had a conversation with her. So, Kyle, it's fine. Teddy says, it did hurt her feelings that no one wanted to be at my function, but I'm sure at this point Teddy's used to people not wanting to be at things. You know what I'm saying? Um, Dorit says, uh, Kyle, why can't you admit it about Teddy, that you defend Teddy more than anybody else and that you have a special relationship? Why can't you just even admit that? Kyle goes, well, yeah, Teddy is a better friend to me. I do admit that. And she goes, we have more in common. And Garcelle claps. <laughs> but also, you know, I think in a way it's like Teddy might be a master manipulator. We don't know. But it's like Kyle does like Teddy better because Teddy was looking for a way into this group and she found it with Kyle. So she acts less. Um, she acts less than to make Kyle believe she's king shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just pure I was about to say semantics. It's not pure semantics. It's just, it's, it's purely psychological, you know, is that Kyle is being allowed to think that she's a queen by one person and that's Teddy and that's all she needs, you know? Uh, I wonder if Teddy secretly hates Kyle too. I went, you know, I wonder how many relationships in this group is that are actually real and how many are just fake as fuck and don't exist in real life. Like they're all just using each other. It's like Game of Thrones, you know? Um, uh, when Kyle is drunk, she lashes out, says Erica Jane. That is true. Like when Kyle has a few drinks in her, she does get more like she does more splits. We all know that. Also, like drink every time Kyle does a split. It's kind of like Lisa Rinna's dancing thing. Eventually, she's going to hurt something when she does those splits. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, I'm not saying anything about age. Like I can't fucking do splits. But I was, at a certain point, you're going to rip something. That's all I'm saying. Nothing about age. I'm saying you will eventually rip a muscle. Muscles wear out. You shouldn't be doing splits that much unless you're on the show Cheer on Netflix. Oh, my God, you guys. Did you hear that Jerry thing from the Cheer that he got the FBI's investigating him for soliciting uh, uh, nudes or something like that from minors? Breaks my heart if that's true. I love Jerry so much. So that really I hate that. I hate that. I hate that if that's true. So we have to keep an eye on that. Um, uh, so, you know, I we all have that friend like Kyle that gets a little loose lipped or they get, get a little brave when they get drunk. Um, also at this point, Erica Jane said this, I was like, Erica Jane's voice. I think we're at that point of the season where her voice gets annoying to me. She's like, you said it, sweetie. I'm Erica Jane. You said it, sweetie. I say everything like this, sweetie. Yeah, she said that Kyle gets a little loose lip. <laughs> you guys, I'm horrible at imitation. Like I'm, Hey guys, this is me, Eric. This is me, Eric and Jane. What's up, guys? Hey, it's me, Eric and Jane. I'm on Broadway, Chicago. Ever heard of it? I'm, I'm literally pinching my nose trying to do that voice. Um, Teddy does not say anything through this whole exchange, by the way, and I'd like to keep it that way. Uh, Dorit wants to address the comment, you are not as good friends with Erica that you think you are, because uh, I guess Dorit said that. Um, I know you apologize, but you haven't explained. Oh, because Kyle in one of her drunken rants says you aren't as good as friends with Erica as you think you are. And Kyle apologized for that. But Dorit wants to know why you said it. Kyle says, you've been coming at me all season, Dorit. A little tear in her voice. So Dorit, like, um, now we have a Kyle cl 
clip package. Um, you just will. Oh yeah. Cause there's a Kyle clip package. It, it's, it's talking about Kyle's clothing line of like, you just woke up and say, why don't I throw my name on it? And we'll, it will be a success in terms of her clothing line. Remember that that was the first episode of the season. Um, and Dorit is talking about Dorit saying she doesn't know what the hell she's doing in a talking head. Dorit goes, please. And then we're back to the actual zoom and Dorit goes, please let me speak. Kyle goes, please let me speak. And I'm like, please let me speak. Um, Kyle goes, I really thought we were better friends than we are. Dorit goes, what I did in the confessional was poke a little fun. She goes, what I did in the confessional was poke a little fun because you weren't as prepared as you should have been. Giselle says, you were more mad at Dorit. You were more mad at me than, oh yeah, Garcelle all of a sudden pipes, pipes up and goes, you were more mad at me than Dorit who could actually ruin your business. Dorit says, Garcelle, this is about us now and it's really important. And then this is when it comes out. Kyle and Dorit, you guys, have not talked. Kyle and Dorit have not talked in, let's say, years. No, I mean, since the show. So that actually comes out. That's actually big news. But we know they're all good because they went on a vacation a couple weeks ago, which is also funny because also she's now selling her house. And guess who's listing it? The agency, Mario's company. Somebody also said, I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody put this out there that, of course they're moving because somebody let them film in the house and live in it during the, the season to promote the house and then sell it. So I don't know what to believe. Everything's a conspiracy nowadays, so who knows? Um, Dorit says, um, Dorit also says, in the press, Kyle has been mean. I love they always call it the press. It's like, what do you mean? Like, OK Magazine, Us Weekly? What is the press? Like, what is the, like, when I think of the press, I think of, like, New York Times, Washington Post, like, real publications, you know, Daily Mail, you know, but, like, I love the press. I love that they consider this the press. Like, the press is all about Dorit and Kyle. The press is printing everything about Kyle's making fun of Dorit. So, Dorit goes, why wouldn't you text me if I hurt you? You really blanked me, Dorit says. She actually uses the term blanked me, which is like, is that fucked me? What does that mean? And Garcelle's like chuckling the whole time because <laughs> Garcelle loves uh, when Kyle, when like things get blown back on to Kyle, Garcelle really likes it. And I like that about her. Um, so Dorit apologizes from the bottom of she goes, I, Kyle, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. She, I, Kyle, I am always here for you, Kyle, in a heartbeat. Um, now Andy says, we're going to move on to Kyle and Denise. Kyle, why do you think Denise is a fake ass bitch? <laughs> and they talk about Denise not being into glam. Denise, how did you feel about being called a ragamuffin? Denise said she was surprised and she goes, well, you know, maybe I could trademark it. Uh, I, that's sweet. You know? And by the way, why? Like that would have been funny to trademark ragamuffin because that's, you should make money off somebody else making fun of you. That should be like the law, you know? Uh, so, and he's like, Kyle, what did you mean by that? And she says something like, my mom said, if I left the house messy, I was a ragamuffin. Okay. Okay. Um, you also said you could have called me worse. Denise said to Denise says to Kyle, Denise says she doesn't care. Um, the apology came after you got some backlash on social media. Um, 
Denise says. Because, like, you know, Kyle says she apologized. And Denise is like, hey, yo, you apologize after the backlash on social media. Um, oh, and this is when we hear low battery, low battery, low battery, low battery. And what we find out is Dorit, her cell phone is low battery. But by the way, that little low battery moment was the most exciting moment of the entire series for me so far. And also that low battery phone moment is more than Teddy has done in three seasons. Like literally give that cordless phone the diamond. Uh, Rinna, uh, Rinna, uh, Andy was like, oh, Rinna, you know, have you seen your mom, Lois? And we find out from Rena, I haven't seen Lois in five months. She's great. Thanks so much for asking, Andy. Rena. So we find out uh, Lois is in assisted living, but she's living a, her best life. We see her smiling with a friend and a face mask. Uh, we talk about Amelia Bedelia in school at New York. Um, you know, her a clip of like, you know, Teddy and Rena talking when they were hiking because Teddy knows what it's like, you guys, because the John Mellencamp, we know uh, we get the. We get the clip with Amelia going, I need to have a doorman. I love a pretty kitchen island. I like the ceilings eight feet. I want black carpet. I love airflow. I like plush things. I want overhead lighting. I love sinks. Uh, the more sinks, the better. Uh, 800 toilets, please. I, lo- I got a lot of poopies. Um and Rena goes, look at the monsters I created. <laughs> I mean, but you guys, she literally did create monsters. These will not be, mark my words, productive members of society. Remember when they had the clips of Lisa doing her daughter's, like their daughter's um, fashion line? You know, like what I'm saying, like they, like Rena did the work for that. Like these are, I mean, we're, you, you know what I'm saying, right? A lot of you guys have kids out there. Do not raise them like Amelia Bedelia and the other one. You're going to end up paying for some kind of weird living situation for them, or they're just going to stay with you guys for the rest of your lives. You don't want that. My parents told me I can't move back in. No, actually, my parents would let me move back in with them, but I just, I'm a man. I need to do things, you guys. I've got places to go, people to see. I mean, not right now, but like eventually. Um, Garcelle, do you think you're, oh yeah, this was the whole thing with, that clip when Garcelle, they were in Italy and talking to Rena of like, do you think your dancing caused Amelia Bedelia body issues? And you guys, you got to remember, they didn't include the rest of that conversation. I've talked about this before. It was in an unseen clip. But the rest of that conversation, Garcelle brings up a very painful memory about when she got married. Her uh, her first son got kind of left by the wayside and fell into drugs and stuff like that. And so it was a really actually honest conversation on Garcelle's part. And they didn't play any of it. So it just looked like she was being snotty to Rena but also like sticking up for Denise when in actuality, this whole other scene played out, but like Rinna hopped on it in social media instead of going, Oh, I was there. What you didn't see was this like Rinna. Rinna is more about the show than any of these other ladies in the fact that like the show is her best friend. The show is her best friend. And none of these ladies they're they're just an ends, a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? Um, Rinna, um, with all due respect, oh, oh yeah, because then it has the clip of Rinna bringing this up to Amelia, like, we have a new lady, Garcelle, that says, does my dancing, you know, and Amelia's like, with all due respect, fuck, fuck her, you know, fuck her. Um, Garcelle, uh, so 
Garcelle says, well, yeah. Oh, Teddy says, make it part of a light to make it part of a light conversation in Rome wasn't fair. Teddy pipes up to say that, um, you know, Teddy, all of a sudden when they come back to the zoom, she's like, well, to make it part of a light conversation in Rome wasn't fair. Garcelle says it wasn't a light conversation, Teddy. And then it was like, do you have any response to that? Garcelle says, not at all. So Sutton's saying it's weird. It's quirky. Uh, oh, yeah, because Sutton is talking about Lisa Rinna's dancing, about it being weird and quirky. And Sutton says, well, yeah, I mean, I did say it's weird and quirky. I'm weird. She goes, I come from a background of being weird. I love Sutton. That's why I love Sutton. She Now, that's to me, is owning it. It's our right to be weird and quirky, guys. Like, you only get made for it, fun of it, like, in high school and, like, elementary school and junior high. After that, like, you can lean into your weirdness. Like, be weird. Be your own self. Be your own person. I'm talking to, like, my nephew more than anybody, and he doesn't even listen to the podcast. But, like, it's okay to be yourself. Like, look at me. I'm a, I'm a older man doing this this like this is weird right but like it's okay like lean into things you know so i love that about sudden um dorit says well sudden you you meant it in a bad way sudden says great dorit why don't we make it into a bigger thing great dorit why don't we make it in a bigger thing i love sudden teddy says we tried oh teddy's yeah sorry i'm getting teddy is like well we tried to do one of lisa rena's dancing on the private jet on the way back from new york and it was disastrous <laughs> plane wreck uh Dorit says if your daughter um if your daughter complained about your dancing would you stop if your daughter complained about your dancing would you stop and rena says yeah, of course I would stop. Bullshit. She would not stop. She would not stop. And then Andy's like, can we get an update on Amelia? And she's like, how is she in that $5,700 apartment? And Lisa's like, <laughs> it's all her money. Oh, and all the girls go, wow. Yeah, that's her modeling money. Amelia Gray makes more money than all of us. And of course, there are the days she isn't well. Guys, I don't believe Amelia Gray makes more money than all of them. I just don't believe it. Prove me wrong, please. Prove me wrong. Let, let me eat my microphone. If Amelia Bedelia is making more money than these ladies, I will eat a microphone. But I will saute it. I will saute it in any liquids I want, but I will eat my microphone. Um, and, uh, and then Lisa's like, we'll do what we do to help her through all of this. Uh, and then Andy's like, it gets brought up about the blowjob uh, from the book. Remember in renovation, I suppose. And by the way, shout out to one of the listeners of the pod. She is sending me renovation because it's not in print anymore. And I might be doing a dramatic reading on said podcast. So bad is good of that blowjob. Like I want to learn how a blowjob works. I'm going to learn from Lisa Rinna because like she says, she's like, well, I, I, you know, I taught the girls well. I want them to learn from the best. So what if the blowjob is like, put the penis in your mouth and dance to music? I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, they also said Denise looked horrified when you were talking about the blowjobs. And Denise says, well, we're all different moms and we shouldn't judge each other, which I respect. Um and it's like it taught my daughters how to read <laughs> like I I legitimately believe her daughters did not know how to read before that um, then they also brought up Andy said at the photo shoot for their clothing line you were like competing with your daughters for the spotlight and she's like of course I'm going to draw attention it's me Andy 
And then they also put up the naked photo of Rena, which, by the way, she looks fine. I just, I'm not super into short hair Rena. Like, you know, I like when she wears the wigs more, but, you know, she, her body, I guess, is banging if that's, if that's your thing, you know? Um, and Rena goes, I love attention and I love to push the boundaries. Is that such a hard thing to figure out? <laughs> and all the ladies are like, oh, she's the best at owning it. Oh, Dorico, she's the best. She's the best at owning it. By the way, it's so easy to own these things that Rena owns. It's easy to own bullshit. Like, she's not owning her own things. She's owning Amelia's things. You know what I'm saying? Then we get to Teddy, and you know what? This part is actually her baby is going to have neurosurgery in two weeks. We talk a little bit about the baby. There's nothing funny here, and and I think the baby is is going to be okay. And the baby is beautiful. Um, and the uh, the ladies and Rena goes, "It's going to be fine, Teddy. It's going to be perfect." Thank you, Lisa. But the women rally around her. Um, you know, we go to a clip of Teddy saying she's pregnant from earlier in the season. Uh, we do the baby reveal, uh, which, by the way, remember, God, that baby reveal still like doesn't crack me up. It's horrifying that it burned down all of California last week just for a stupid baby reveal. Is anybody that important? Like, really, are we are we that much of a society that we're all that important? Like, what what is next? Are we that craving attention that we need these big productions for every little thing? I got up from my bed to like today. Should I throw myself some sort of party? Should that be a reveal of some? He woke up, you guys. Uh, Teddy is tearing up watching her clip package, which is weird because it's a very boring clip package. Um, Teddy says, we are going to proceed in this friendship that I'm not pregnant because they treated her like she wasn't there all season. Remember, nobody had like like water there for her or like pregnancy food, which by the way, now in knowing more about her accountability program, she shouldn't be eating those pregnancy foods. Like she should be starving herself according to the accountability all in program. Uh, and they watch this clip package and it's all people shitting on Teddy and Kyle goes, <laughs> poor Teddy. It's like, I swear even Kyle, like Kyle loves that Teddy gets made fun of because it takes the heat off her. Uh, they named her, they named their baby dove. Um, uh, she pitched it to Edwin, her husband, that Dove is an emoji because he wasn't into Dove at first. But then he goes, she goes, Edwin, Dove is an emoji. And then Edwin was Edwin. I guess Edwin loved that. And there was like, there's no emoji for Edwin. Edwin seems challenged. You know what I'm saying? He's like touched. He seems touched a little bit. Um, what's your excuse for forgetting about? Um, oh, for forgetting about to Kyle and Erica. Erica said, oh, oh, yeah. Erica Jane is saying, well, you know, Teddy never used her pregnancy as an excuse all season. She was always there. She was always ready to go, always ready to collect that paycheck. Um, uh, we get a clip of the bunny is there. It's oh, because Andy points out that the bunny is there where he is in the Hamptons. It made the trip to the Hamptons. Um, it's Rinna's go to baby gift now. And by the way, this is when I wrote, I need that bunny for my museum, my reality show museum. But Rinna now gives the bunny in pink. The bunny store went out of business that made this bunny. Like if that bunny store could have just hung on until I bought one. Like, I feel like that bunny, that bunny business should still be in business because of this shit. And that's what scares me. Like maybe these shows aren't as popular as I think they are in my own head, like in my own head. And in these ladies heads, they think it's like the number one show ever, but it's not, you know, and I have to remind myself of that. Um, 
you have gave me a uni, unicorn plus the oh Andy says you gave me a unicorn plus the gift of every housewife dancing on the table because remember at Andy's baby shower that they surprised through him at uh, in in Beverly Hills a year or so ago. Rinna was the one that was like, get up and dance, motherfuckers. Andy paid for your life. Get up, dance, which is the last good thing Rinna has ever done, I think. Uh, and Andy's like, thank you for that. And and Renee's like, thank you. And like blows an annoying kiss to the camera. We also found out from Teddy that Slate's finger, her, um, her daughter, she was taking the trash out and Slate followed her. A gust of wind came and they had to cut, like it amputated the tip of her finger. Damn, Teddy, all this for a storyline? No, uh, but they, so she got the piece of the finger, put the finger on ice, called the hospital. The hospital was like, do not put it on ice, put it in a Ziploc. And by the way, I was like, if, I was about to say, like literally when I heard Ziploc, I was like, I'll buy that. How much? How much is that tip? Like that'll go in my reality show museum. Dude, a Teddy kid fingertip? I'm in, fully in. That would be dope. Um, she texted the girls within moments and all of a sudden, Dr. Nassif was calling, which must be nice. I'm, I'm telling you guys, rich people get it better than all of us. Hands down. They get the best of all of it. They get the best of everything. Like, they get the best hospitals, the best doctors. One time, back in the day, with my ex, um, you know, we were trying, we were trying to do something and we had to go to UCLA for like blood work and stuff. And there was a huge line to, to get the blood work and it was going to take hours. And my ex called her boss who has ends with UCLA and donated tons of money. And I'm ashamed to say it. I thought it was crazy. We skate, we skipped the line. We walked straight up into the, uh, because we knew somebody. And I was like, I, I remember being shocked. I was like, whoa. Like, that's wild, right? That's crazy. But that's sad, but that's how things work sometimes. So, um, but yeah, like Dr. Nassif sewed it back on. And by the way, this is when I'm like, we better get, like, why didn't you get any footage? Like a Dr. Nassif crossover? We get a botched crossover? Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Um, so, uh, I think Andy goes, talk about a medical experience. And he goes, you and Teddy to Denise butted heads more than ever. Uh, was a pregnant Teddy as boring as Sutton said she was? <laughs> Cause remember Sutton said she was boring at the dinner party. Denise goes, I didn't think Teddy is boring. Pre I don't think Teddy is boring pregnant or otherwise. And that's when I realized Denise Richards might be the biggest liar ever. This is the one moment where I was like, all season long, I was like, no, no, no. And then I was like, Denise is fucking lying. Teddy's boring as shit. Are you kidding me? Denise, are you kidding me? Denise, look at me. Teddy's boring, right? Blink if you think Teddy's boring. But she said this, and it's like, we all know Teddy is boring. And also, Teddy is half smiling when Denise says this, because even Teddy knows that Teddy is boring. Um, the Brandy stuff is starting to get brought up. There's a flashback to Brandy at Kyle's house saying, you know, when Denise talks shit about them supposedly and would love, Oh, by the way, why are we not seeing Kim Richards? Kim was on a lot of episodes this season. I would love to get Kim Richards opinion on all of this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Denise and Garcelle are angels. They have total straight faces through this whole thing. 
you know, on the Zoom while they're watching these clips, Denise and Garcelle are straight faced. They're not making any kind of sad, happy. They're not they're not playing their hand at all in terms of reaction. Um, there's a flashback to Denise and their talking head saying, well, I said we're shit about Teddy. So that's what I'm confused about. Remember when she said that in the talking head? Denise said, I will present Lisa Rinna's text messages and Kyle's. I don't want to, but I will. That was also in um, in that. And then we see the cease and desist combo. Andy says, you had a year of text with Brandy. What gives? Um, Denise goes, well, Brandy would send 10 texts for every one I sent. Which, by the way, that is kind of text message society, too. You know, there is always the one that is texting more than the other person. You know, it's like there's one person talking more than the other in real life. Denise said more of an acquaintance exchange. And she's like, I'm always I've always been nice to Brandy. I had no reason not to. And then when Brandy scrolled through, Rena says, you can't keep lying, Denise. You just can't. Denise says, you can't keep playing this game, Lisa. Denise goes, I'm not friends with Brandy. Kyle says, not now. Flashback to BravoCon where there's a clip asking from a crowd, are you friendly with Brandy? And she's like, yeah, uh, Brandy's always been a straight shooter. And by the way, you guys, that does make sense. Why would, if you're up on stage at BravoCon, why would Denise go, no, I don't like Brandy? Like, yeah, like I'm familiar with Brandy. And by the way, I do think they slept together. So whatever. Um, Andy says, I'm just pointing out things. I'm just pointing out things. Denise says, you're trying to, you're trying to discredit this. You're trying to discredit this. And Andy says, no, I'm showing both sides. Rena goes, where's Brandy? And then Kyle and, and, uh, Erica Jane. Yeah. Where's Brandy? Where's Brandy? Rena goes, hold on. This is bullshit. Why isn't Brandy here to do this? This is so drama and so fake. It's so unnecessary. Denise says, um, why why is this about Brandy? She's not a part of this group and the show. Teddy says Denise runs from the truth. Garcelle says, No, she said she didn't like you, Teddy. So Teddy goes, Denise runs from the truth. And Garcelle says, No, she said she didn't like you, Teddy. Teddy goes, behind my back. Andy says, the combo at Bravo. Oh, and this is like, so they're all bitching, like, where's Brandy, Brandy, where's Brandy? And Andy goes, the combo at Bravo about the conversation at Bravo is that there's nowhere else to go with this. We kind of heard enough once we heard Brandy say, and I licked her lady body part at Buca de Beppo. We had nowhere else to go in this conversation, which is kind of right if you think about it. Where else are you going to go with this once Brandy goes, I munched her box? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you go with that? What are you going to like? Well, did she tickle you anywhere? Like, what? how many fingers? What are we talking about? Um... So Denise, sorry, I'm so sorry, you guys. Uh, Denise says, you don't know the stuff you sent me. Uh, oh, yeah, Denise is saying, well, you don't know the stuff Brandy sent me. It's horrible and harassment. Dorit says, if I was Denise, I wouldn't want her here either. Rinna says, you probably shouldn't have done it then, Denise. Denise goes, done what? Rinna says, whatever you did. Rena, horrible. Dorit says, there are little bits that don't add up, like saying she had sex with other people in the group. Remember that? You know? Kyle says, raise your hand if you slept with Brandy Glanville. Denise says, there is someone outside of this group you don't know. They're all clapping. Say it, say it, say it. Denise says, I don't give a rat's ass. Denise says, they can think I'm lying. I don't give a shit. Kyle says, there can't be a friendship if there isn't honesty. Kyle, that's bullshit. You know it. You have all your friendships are like 
based on dishonesty. Denise says, Brandy called me after she did Teddy's podcast. Why is it always a podcast? Always a podcast. Tell you guys, podcasts, it's the future. Um, They're like, you said it in the confessional. You said it. And Denise is like, you guys are so vicious. And then Brandy goes, I feel the cover-up is worse than the crime. And they're all like, they're just all ganging up. And next week... We get to talk about Aaron. We get more Rinna being a biatch. Um, Aaron, more Aaron conversations. Um, Rinna ain't clean, mother. Rinna ain't clean. Rinna ain't clean. She's just not. So you guys, this was Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I am going to put out the Patreon tomorrow with all three recaps of Potomac, uh, Below Deck Med, and Real Housewives of New York to prep you for tomorrow night's Real Housewives of New York. So please go sign up for the Patreon, and that'll be out there sometime in the morning because I need to rest my voice. I am very low energy right now, and I am a little dizzy. So I am going to put this out, and I will see you guys hopefully on the Patreon. If not, I will see you guys next week. Uh, please follow me on at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. Rate and review this podcast five stars if you like what we're doing here. Uh, thank you to Maritza Lopez, my digital content producer. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I couldn't do this without you. Thanks. Bye. Betches.